0: Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. We're nothing but clay, He made us that way, so He could receive all the glory. We're nothing but clay, He made us that way, So He could receive all the glory. He is the potter, I am the clay, He made me a vessel, Where his spirit stays I'm his possession What a glorious thing Once a child of darkness Now a child of the King We're nothing but clay He made us that way So he could receive All the glory We're nothing but clay He made us that way, so He could receive all the glory. See all the vessels, all bearing His name, though all shapes and sizes, His Spirit's the same. It's what's within that gives us our worth, so be looking to Jesus not these vessels of earth he fills each vessel with treasures rare fine oil in abundance sweet wine to spare it's up to you how much he can pour the more empty of self the more full of the lord We're nothing but clay, he made us that way, so he could receive all the glory. We're nothing but clay, he made us that way, so he could receive all the glory. So he could receive all the glory.
1: Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Kingdom Corner podcast devotees and followers, the great Matt Guy here once again with you on a cool late winter day. And I am getting back into a lesson that we began last week when we started to talk about the potter and the clay. I think there's a couple lessons here. And today we're going to go into two different passages in the Old Testament involving the prophets Elijah and his predecessor or protege Elisha. And there's two very similar stories, similar stories, that have to do with clay, that have to do with pots or vessels, and there's a lot of really um, good significant typological or metaphorical points that we can apply to our Christian walk. As I've told you many times before here, the new is in the old concealed. The old is in the new revealed. We're going to see some things that are concealed in these two accounts from these prophets, two stories, and we're going to uh, attempt to bring them out to you so you can really get an appreciation for something that you could apply to your life that would make a difference today and in the in the days coming. So with that, let's get right into it, and let's look. We're going to look at um, two different accounts. <clears throat> we're going to, first of all, look at Elijah, 1 Kings 17, 8-6. And then we're going to turn over to... 2 Kings 4, 1-7, to seven, and look at Elisha. Very similar stories. Both involve widows. I don't know if they were the same one. I don't think so, but can't say for sure. Um, and we'll just kind of go through these, what I've noted down here just to start. Elijah, it's the first story we're going to look at. His name means, my God is Jehovah, Elijah and the Widow. And he was going down to Zarephath, which means refinery. I find that an interesting word. God told him to go there and see a widow that would be a provision or provide for him. This woman had maybe enough flour and oil left to make one meal for her son and herself. And then she told Elijah that she was going to lay. They were going to lay down and die. But the prophet prophesied a prophetic word by saying, "Make me." the cake. Make me the cake. And then we'll see that God would provide endless flour and endless oil to her. Now let's look at the second story and, um, you know, just an overview of it. Elisha and the widow's oil. Elisha's name meant God is salvation. So there were creditors coming to enslave this widow's sons because she owed a lot of money. Her husband had died and left a big debt to her. And, and Elisha said, what do you have? And she said, I have one in your house. You know, what thing? Do you, things do you have in your house? She said, I have one pot or flask of oil. And so Elisha said, well, go out into your neighbor's streets. Go out into the neighborhood and borrow as many vessels as you and your sons can bring in. So they went and borrowed all these vessel vessels. And they were all filled. Filled them all up as much as they could, and it was turned into endless oil. And then he told her, go ahead and sell this oil. You know, they stopped bringing in vessels, so the oil stopped flowing. But Elisha told her, go and sell this oil, and it will pay your debt. And that's what happened. So those are the two stories today. I've called this pots of endless provision. Let's go ahead then, and we'll take the first Account or story with Elijah and the widow, 1 Kings seventeen eight to sixteen. First Kings seventeen eight to sixteen. We'll read the word here in the New King James Version. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, "Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you." So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord God lives, I do not have any bread, and only a handful of flour in a bin or a barrel and a little oil in a jar or a cruse and see I'm just gathering these sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son we'll then eat our last meal and die and elijah said to her do not fear go and do as you have said but um go and do as you have said but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me, and afterward make some some of the same for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel: The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor the jar of oil run dry, until the day of the Lord. Uh, till the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. What a prophetic word, powerful word there. So, in an act of faith, what did she do? She went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Amen and amen. A beautiful, beautiful word illustrating and and pointing out to us God's provision, right? Uh, Let's look through some of this and... We're going to bring in some beautiful cross-references to some of these things. The word of the Lord came to him, that is, uh, Elijah, and said, go to Zarephath. Now, Zarephath, like I said, is an interesting word. In the Hebrew, it means refinery. And we're talking about somebody being refined in something. You know, they they, they uh, take raw oil, and they run it through a refinery to refine it. And God is wanting to refine us and refine The oil, you know, he's he's going to provide oil in this situation through the prophet, but it's going to be refined, okay, so that it will produce and it it will be adequate and it will uh, do what oil is meant to do, in this case, um, provide nourishment. So, he went to Zarephath. Uh, I have commanded a widow there to provide, that is, to nourish or feed you. It's interesting, when you look up that word widow, it does mean widow, but it can also be used in the Old Testament for a desolate place, a place of nothingness. And sometimes I see God calls us to that place where we have nothing left, there's nothing left for us, and all we can do is really rely on Him. You see, the widow and her son were to that place. They were going to just make one last meal and die. They were in that place where they had nowhere to go, you could say, but up. And I'm thinking of this scripture, First Corinthians one twenty-six and 27, not many mighty are called, not many noble, noble are called, but God uses the weak of the world to put to shame the things uh, of those people that think they are mighty. When we are weak, um, then we're strong. You know, he uses—when we get to the end of ourselves, that's when he can really, really come in and work if we will believe him. And the widow was at the end of herself, at a desolate, deathly place, you could say. But what did she do? So let's go on. Let's go on. Let me see. Do I have any other cross-references? Let's just go on and read. So she said, As the Lord God lives, I do not have any bread, only a handful of flour in a barrel, um, a little oil in a jar. You know, it's interesting the word barrel there, if you look at the Hebrew there, means to deepen uh, or bin. Bin or barrel means to deepen. And jar or the word cruise, uh, both meaning the same there, means to expand. God is desiring both to deepen and expand us in these desolate, almost hopeless situations, isn't he? That's, the, that's one of the key thoughts, I think, here. He's wanting to deepen you and expand you in him. And sometimes we have to completely get to the end of ourselves for him to do that. So what happens here? Um, she's gathering sticks, going to go uh, make this last meal and die, and he, she tells the prophet that. But Elijah, whose name means, my God, is Jehovah— you know, I'm going to be there on your behalf, said to her, Do not fear, do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first, bring it to me afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Now here's this prophetic word. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin, uh, the bin, if you will believe it, will deepen. I could we could use that word, a flour, and it shall not be used up, nor the jar, because the jar is going to expand of oil ever run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Wow, what a prophetic word. Those things are going to last. It's a prophet a word of prophecy, but there's a condition to it. She had to do something. She had to feed him a morsel. She had to make him a cake and believe that he would do that. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was never used up, nor the jar of of oil ever run dry, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah." We can receive many prophetic words, but if we don't walk in them, if we don't take action, they won't be fulfilled in our lives. Put down here for a cross-reference, Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Amen? My God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Let's see. Galatians 5.25, we could read this. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. We can constantly walking in a place of the Spirit being filled up by Him. Can we not? We can do that. Then we'll never run dry. Uh, Ephesians 5.18, be constantly controlled is what the Greek says, and filled with the Spirit, another exhortation to be that way. We can constantly be allowing God because we have the Holy Spirit to be filling us. Uh, Let's look at another thing. I like this um, oil. When I think of oil, I think of—it talks about in the Old Testament, Proverbs 16.11, you will show me the path of life— In your presence is fullness of joy, and then at your right hand are pleasures evermore. Then it says, I'm going to put that with Psalm 45, 7, which is quoted um, by Paul, who wrote Hebrews in Hebrews 1, 9 to talk about Jesus. You love righteousness and you hate wickedness. He's speaking of Jesus, but also of us, could be of us. So God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. You know, there's fullness of joy with the oil. There's an oil of gladness that can permeate permeate our lives and uh, provide for us if we'll just by faith allow God to do that in our lives. Now, that is account number one. So let's go and turn to 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7. And the first story, first account of e- Elijah. I would call that a, a, an account of provision that's what I call it this second account with Elisha whose name meant God is salvation I call never uh, never ending oil is what I call this one of course the other story see there's a lot of similarities there was never ending oil also or is that what I have here in my notes yes never ending oil okay so I want to go on and I want to read this <clears throat> A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, second Kings four, one to seven, saying, Your servant, my husband, is now dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar or pot flask, jug, full of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels. In other words, go out in your neighborhood and get vessels from everywhere, from your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Don't get just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, and your sons then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones." So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. That is, they kept bringing these vessels that the sons brought in from the neighbors. They kept getting filled over and over again. This is the picture with oil, miraculously, by the prophet. Then she came and told the man of God, and and what did he say? Okay, the oil had now ceased. There were no more vessels. He said, "Go sell the oil, pay your debt, and your sons will, you know, your sons will be free, and live on and rest." Beautiful story. Beautiful story. God provided there. Uh, I call this a provision of endless oil. The, end, the In other words, if she kept bringing vessels, there would have been more and more oil. It's just like our so- song said, it's up to you how much he can pour into you. The more empty yourself, the more full of the Lord. We can have more and more and more of him. So let, let's read uh, some scriptures here. First of all, there were creditors coming, and I look at that as the enemy. The enemy is always coming to steal from us, uh, to take from us, to kill, and to destroy. And, and that word creditor means to dep- deprive, remove, exact from one, uh, to extort from one. The extortioner is coming. The devil's coming to extort from you. It seems like sometimes we have nothing, and yet God says uh, in, in Isaiah 59 19, I have here, when the enemy shall rise up, uh, when the enemy shall come in, I will, the spirit, the spirit, here we go, the spirit of God oil will raise up a standard against him. See, God is going to, through the prophet here, bring a standard uh, uh, against these enemies that are going to try to uh, destroy this woman and her son, you know, put the sons in slavery. Um, So let's go on. So go out and get the vessels. That's what they did. And so let's read some more scriptures about this. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the fullness uh, that we can receive of the Spirit, another kind of a facet of this. And the first story kind of, it's real similar. Uh, I love this scripture. Let me see what we have here. We're going to first go, what do I have here? i got to look up my scriptures. Um, i got several scriptures for you. Let's see. Let's go to this one first. John one sixteen of his fullness, that is Jesus, we've all received. Do you know he's given us his fullness? We have the Holy Spirit, so we have that fullness. It's available to us. It's in us if we appropriate it. That's, that's one scripture. Let's go to another one. Colossians 9, or 1, I'm sorry, 9 and 10. Colossians 1, 9 and 10. Christ, uh, it says, Christ has the fullness, all the fullness of the Godhead inside of him, And then it says we're complete in Him, so we can have as much of God as we want. We can have the fullness of God also, totally, as much as we desire. You know, one of the uh, main principles of the gospel, you know, is to stay hungry. You know, stay hungry. That seems opposite. You know, we don't we don't in the world you don't want to be hungry. You don't want to go hungry. But when you're talking about the things of God, you want to stay hungry. Um, Let's read this one. This is a beautiful one, Ephesians 5, 17-19, that Christ may dwell in you through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the depth, the length, and the height. And he's talking about the love of God, because he goes on to say, to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that you may be filled with With all the fullness of God. See, that's available to us to be filled with all the fullness of God. Let's go to one more scripture then, and it kind of will, I think, will just kind of be a conclusion for both these uh, accounts the one from Elijah and the widow, where he provided for her. Uh, She brought in. you know, she made it one last cake with her little bit of oil and flour, and then God multiplied it in the jar over and over again for her because she acted on his prophetic word. The the flour shall not be used up, nor the jar of oil run dry. Yes, that's a word for us. It'll never run dry. His spirit will never run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth, or until, I'd say, for us, until the wrap-up of the ages, and then we'll have all the Lord... We want for eternity. So that's the first one. And then the second one we talked about was Elisha, uh, the protege of Elijah and the widow's oil, and how she had creditors she owed, and she had no money. And so he used one—he he, he said, you have a vessel? Go out and get a lot of vessels and get them filled up. You know, God has always wanted to, wanting to fill and refill our vessel. And out of that vessel, you know, out of all those vessels she brought in— uh, And the oil that God miraculously provided through the prophet's word, um, her debt was paid, right? Because they sold that oil. And so we can have all the oil we want of God, right? So let's read this this in closing. I think this will be good to close. We're going to read Matthew 25, 1-10, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins. I'm reading from Matthew 25, 1-10. to The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, and took no oil with them. Whoa. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose, trimmed their lamps. See, there's a lamp full of oil, another vessel full of oil. Um, And some of them had oil, of course, and some didn't, right? Uh, They rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are running out. You know, in the temple, they, they had oil, you know, that was in pots there, that was in vessels there that always were continually filled because the uh, lampstands in the, in the temple were to never go out. And that's, that applies to this lesson. Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, No, there should not be enough for us and you. Go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. They went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Not going to go into a lot of theology on that, but just to say there was a group of saints, typologically these, these women, uh, you know, these uh, virgins that had enough oil, they kept their uh, vessel full of oil, like we've been talking about, and then there were those that did not. And uh, they were left out, or they, they didn't get to enjoy the wedding in the same measure or way. And God is wanting us, you know, like like we've read in Galatians 5.25 and 5.18, we can be constantly filled up with the Spirit of God, with the oil of God, and constantly have it, you know, run over and uh, constantly be filled with it. We never need to run out of it, you know. Just like he says, of his fullness in John 1.16, we've all received. And then in in Ephesians, we read that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So it's available to us every day, all the time. Let's look at one more thing. We got a couple minutes here. We could read one more thing. I love this scripture. And uh, I'll just read this, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In other words, he's going to provide for me, right? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the shallow shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare, now listen to this, a table before me, even in the presence of mine enemies. Right, right. You anoint my head with oil. Even like this, uh, the one woman, the creditors were after her, but oil was brought in, right? And this. the enemies are coming, but you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs er, over. Yes, we're so full of oil that we can run over, right? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house." Of the Lord forever. Uh, God will provide for you forever if you just trust him, if you just believe and act in faith. That's the word today. The word today, pots of endless provision, pots of endless oil of his spirit. Amen and amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Geib. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of The Kingdom Corner.